Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are dealing with a two-part episode. Two parts. But we're only doing one part one today. One part. And we don't have any more singing to do. I'm sorry. Sad part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we're dealing with the first part of a double episode of Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Feels kind of like a, uh, a Winter Sweeps style episode. Because uh, in February and there's two parts. And yep. All that stuff. And all that jazz. You, you said there wasn't going to be any more singing, so I'm just going to keep singing. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, so what we are doing this time around is we are going to do part one here. And we're going to leave it at like a nice little cliffhanger. Yep. And then you'll have to come back and tune in next week to get to the next episode. You know, like a real TV show or yeah. a real podcast. Yes. Well, you see, I believe when this one aired, it actually did air on two separate occasions. Yes. And we did kind of do a back and forth about that because we thought about it and we're like, well, maybe we should do it together. But it's got two different episode titles. Mm-hmm. It aired on two different days. It works really well as a cliffhanger. It doesn't feel like a two-part, you know, a long episode. It doesn't feel like we're missing out on any, like, vital plot pieces. Like, it feels instead No, like, definitely not. Like, it's a setup for, like, a payoff in the second episode. Right. Like, it feels like the second episode will have a connected but different plot. Yeah. Versus, like, um, the first two-parter from the first season where, you know, the beginning it's introducing Will's brother and then Grace sleeps with Will's brother. Yeah. And then the second episode is just, like, the fallout from that. Like, this feels very different. Like, yeah. this will be a separate plot that will only exist because of the other episode, but they don't really have to go together. Yeah. So. Cool. That's how I feel anyway. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Okay, let's read the episode description. Uh, So we're on season four, episode 17, Someone Old, Someplace New. In the first of two parts, Will and Grace feel they need more elbow room, so they search for larger digs and find an exquisite place, despite the efforts of Sandra Bernhard. But to finance the move, they illegally sublet their old apartment. So I have some problems with that description because it actually kind of gives away some stuff. And mm-hmm. the actual subletting of the apartment doesn't happen in this episode. No, but I'm intrigued to hear that it is illegal. That's very interesting. I mean, it could just be one of those like finicky rent-controlled New York things that mm-hmm. we don't understand being Midwestern. Like, it could just super be that, like, they shouldn't be able to sublet the apartment because they own it or it's rent-controlled or something like well, that. Well, I think it's a condo, if I remember correctly. Yes, I do believe there's a condo board. Yes. Because Grace is in charge of it, I think. Or she was. She was. Apparently that's not a problem for her to move. Whatever. Um, but that's interesting to see that's illegal. Um, but also it makes a bigger deal out of Sandra Bernhard being there. and I don't know. Sandra Bernhard for me was a big deal. But we'll get to that. She was definitely a highlight. But she wasn't like actively trying to prevent them from finding an apartment. Very true. Very true. So just true. I think she was a little mischaracterized. I think this episode just packed a lot in, and, like, even the description that we just read doesn't really get at all of it. I mean, it doesn't touch the Jack and Karen plot at all, which is kind of the someone old of the plot line. Yes. Um, the description does a good job of kind of breaking down the two parts. We are meeting someone old who yes. turns out ultimately to be Karen's mother, mm-hmm. um, who Jack accidentally tracks down. And then the someplace new is this gorgeous new apartment, which we're desperately in love with. Oh, obviously. oh my god! It had a spiral staircase and a library. Oh, it was—it's just the most gorgeous apartment. Oh, I want it so bad. Um, and so the episode tries to pack in a lot to get to the finale moment where Will and Grace are moving into this new apartment, and this new person has been reintroduced into Karen's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got to go through 
a long series of apartment huntings. We've got to go through a long subplot with Jack just to get to the mother. Uh-huh. Um, there's really a lot to deal with this this time around. Yeah, it's there's a lot. It's a jam-packed episode. Mm-hmm. And there's another part that we're going to get to watch. So Right, exactly. We'll probably be a little winded by the end of part two. Like, if this was a more episodic show, I feel like it would have built up some of these plot threads over the course of several episodes. You know, yep. like Will and Grace would have decided at the end of an episode to start looking for an apartment. Mm-hmm. There would have been a whole episode of them deciding. And then like this episode would be like episode three and they'd finally have found a place. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. But since this is Will and Grace, that isn't what happened at all. Oh. No, it is not. It is definitely not. Yeah. So it starts off with um, Will bringing home a guy. And he's very excited about bringing home this guy. Only to discover that Grace has also brought home a guy. And... All four of them want to essentially use the television, it seems like. Right. And I think there's also an underpinning of that they feel very, uh, they feel very boxed in by their nearness. Yes. You know, there's a concern of, you know, Will's complaining because he can hear Grace use, having sex with her boyfriend. Yes. And, and Grace is like, I can hear you pee in the bathroom. That's like, actually a real concern for me. I'm glad that my bedroom is no longer near the bathroom because <laughs> when in our old place, uh, our bedrooms were, um, the bathroom was in the middle of them. And yes, sometimes I could in fact hear you peeing. Mm-hmm. You pee very loudly. Sorry. It's like. It is a lot like the end of the perfect storm. <laughs> it's like the end of the perfect storm. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what they said in the episode. <laughs> like a jacuzzi or something whatever anyways so yeah they're feeling a little boxed in and mm-hmm. like they're just kind of on top of each other and it the show does this funny little turn where it's like well obviously the solution is to get separate apartments right but then they're like but we can't do that right <laughs> so instead they're looking for a bigger apartment which i think is something that we have sympathized with yes um we have had numerous apartment woes over the last couple of Months to years, as yeah, I, listeners probably know. Yeah, our old apartment itself, like, the place wasn't bad, but it was just in an old building, and we had kind of an iffy landlord. Mm-hmm. And this place, like, we we just had some weird maintenance stuff happening. It's yeah. like, the actual physical space isn't so bad, but, like, dealing with, like, the people who own it. And I think that's the problem with Will and Grace's apartment, too. I think, at least the way they're viewing it, they're like, it's not the space itself that's a problem, it's that... They feel like they need a different kind of space for where they're at in their lives. Yeah, they're like actively seeking a new space that's right. bigger and different. But they think that the space will change their lives. They are wrong. They're probably wrong. They're just incorrect. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> Have As someone who has attempted to run away from my problems and move into a different place with them, they come with you. Right. Don't matter if you have a sale. But admittedly, for a Will and Grace episode, they're... Problems don't seem to be what's causing the move, yeah. per se. It's really the specific structural problem of, I want to be able to take a guy home and have a place to take him that you're not in. Yeah, and I think that's legit. Which is fair. I was saying to Matthew before we started recording that we've been lucky and that we've never had that problem, but then he got really bitter about it, so we won't talk about that. I mean, we haven't had that problem because we've barely been dating. Hey, I had a four-month-long relationship this summer. So did I. This, yours wasn't over the summer. Oh, sorry. Mine was in the fall. <laughs> Totally different. You almost went to Christmas with yours, so whose problem is it? You almost went to oh. a murder-suicide pact with yours, so... As long as I get to do the murder. That's fair. That's and a- the suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you do both if it's a murder-suicide. <laughs> this is going murder-suey up in this bitch. Yeah, if you don't do both, somehow <laughs> you just murder. Somehow you haven't succeeded. If you don't do both, it's just murder. <laughs> you know, they could do the murder and you could do the suicide. What if they murder me? 
No, they, they have to murder someone else. Okay, so they murder a third person. But then they're still alive. This doesn't seem fair. It's not a very good pack. It could, does work better when you do it Could they murder your- suicide? Someone else? Could they murder Stewie? A different person. Yes, technically. Okay. Hey, X, if you're listening to this. Oh, God. Don't murder Stewie, people. That's Just illegal. Everyone, if you're listening to this, don't, don't murder, murder Stewie, people. people. Just across don't the board. It. Let's not limit it to people that we've touched our genitals to. <laughs> Everyone shouldn't murder Suey people. Don't do it in the missionary position. Don't do it standing up. Just don't do it, okay? Everybody take some rubbers. <laughs> anyway. The uh, the weirdest thing about this episode, and in my opinion, the best thing, is that we get kind of the full Monty of apartments that they oh, look at. Oh, yeah. And with their, um, la- their real- the realtor. The realtor called Aileen, but it's spelled Eileen. Which was hilarious because Matthew previously worked with someone whose name was Aileen spelled Eileen. Yeah, that was weird. And it was a problem for I think it was actually the other way around. Maybe it was I. No, they were, their name was pronounced Aileen. No, it was pronounced Aileen and spelled Aileen, but our one employee refused to pronounce it that way. Right. Yeah. I ever tell you about my, my cousin's ex? Her name was... I can't think of what her actual name was because we... Good story. We, <laughs> we used to make fun <laughs> this of... This is definitely making it on the episode. <laughs> we used to make fun of my grandma all the time because she couldn't remember her name. So then we came up with a bunch of other names for her. And so now you've forgotten her name altogether. And now I've forgotten her real name. Wow. Cool story, bro. Hashtag female erasure. <laughs> what was her name? Damn but it. It's really great because this plot line allows us to get a bunch of like fun... Deirdre. Comic- her name was Deirdre. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. This plot... It's fun because this plot allows us to get a lot of, like, comic moments for Will and Grace in very different tones. I mean, you get, they go to the grungy apartment that doesn't mm-hmm. fit them. They go to, like, the apartment with a recurring character from their past. Yes. Sandra Bernhardt. Which is Sandra Bernhardt. Which, if you don't remember, in a season three episode, I believe it was season three. I think it's season three. Um, they are, they go to her house because they know it's on the market and they tell her they want to buy it, but they can't afford it. Right. But somehow now they can afford it. And she catches them in her apartment. She's like, no, get the fuck out. <laughs> and there's this bit that calls over from the last episode where, like, every time she swears, like, a blender went off. Yes. Whereas this time it's a drill. I so, thought that was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. It was, and I just thought it was so funny that she was willing to come back for, like, essentially one seed yes. just to cuss out Will and Grace. Yes, it was I thought amazing. that was great. Um, but ultimately, at the end, we get this gorgeous apartment, as we mentioned, that obviously they can't afford. Spiral staircase, library, meditation three bedrooms. room. Three bedrooms. It's in they- New York. Why do they need three bedrooms? It's in a duplex. We live in a duplex, but our duplex is not nearly that fancy. Well, they're getting rid of the library and the meditation room, so really it's a five-bedroom. Yeah, because they're just turning the other two rooms into shoes. Mm-hmm. Who has that many shoes? I definitely... I don't have that many shoes. I have never been a shoes person. I would love to have a lot more shoes. I just want a library. But literally, I don't have the ability to put my shoes in my closet right now because I need that vertical space for clothes and things, so I don't have any ability to buy shoes. Not sheets and things? No. Maybe that's why I haven't been buying shoes, because I don't have any place to put them, and so subconsciously I know I can't collect them. You have an entire shoe rack in the kitchen, dining room. Yeah, but I'm sharing that with you. And mm-hmm. it's also in the dining room. I mean, my shoes are little, though. I mean, I guess, but they still take up space. Not as much space as your shoes. Yes, that's the problem. My shoes take up a lot of space. My feet are small. My feet are small, Next apartment, I'm getting the big closet. This has been a complete disaster. I'm sorry that this time I was like, hey, you had the good bedroom for two years. Maybe I could have the good bedroom. It's not the good bedroom that I'm upset about. It's a good closet. Okay, actually, my closet is terrible, though. It's bigger, but there's not that much extra room in it. I would find the room. 
Okay. My feet are small, I know. Anyways, Sandra Bernhardt was there. The weird thing about this episode is that after they decide to get the apartment, they just are able to get the apartment. Like, I know this is a sitcom. But this is especially sitcom logic. Yeah. Like, they just, like, decide they're going to get the apartment and then, like, come up with a series of ways to get it. Yes. That work out completely. Like, they decide that they need more money. Uh-huh. They decide to just get more money, which, yes. haha, that's a funny joke, but then they do that. Yeah, and so their their evil scheme is to be dicks and le- and sublease their, ap- their apartment and super, super, like, jack up the price. Right. And then into their life walks their pregnant friend, Ellen, of Who's Ellen. Who's surprisingly pregnant. Ellen She's, and Rob fame. Has she even been in this show this season? I don't think so. Maybe the actress is pregnant. That would be funny. Um, but also she stopped dyeing her hair red and it's apparently like a thing. Right. They make a joke about how she used to be a redhead. Well, because you can't dye your hair when you're pregnant. No, you can't. Yeah, okay. You can't do most things involving chemicals to your hair. Yeah. I just didn't horm- know if you knew that your and that was weird to me. No, 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 no. You can't dye your hair when you're pregnant. But I, that's what I'm saying is maybe the actress was. Yes, that would make sense. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is. But, but these <laughs> characters who have not been a part of the plot for a long period of time all of a sudden just show up and have the exact needs that Will and Grace have. Which... Again, also doesn't really make sense to me because, so essentially, Ellen wants to move back into the city. And Rob's like, I don't know how we're going to find a place because notoriously you can't find apartments in New York. Mm-hmm. And Will and Grace are like, oh, we have this great idea. And like, in theory, it works. They have a two-bedroom apartment that they want to sublet. Right, except as soon as she pops that baby out, they're going to want to move back to Jersey. Yeah. Like, how do you think that's going like, to work? realistically, no one with a newborn is going to want to live in a city that doesn't sleep. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, like, I would totally live in New York with a newborn if I could afford that. But yeah. I'm a fucking monster. Yes, you are. You're a terrible person. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. Your children will be maladapted. I would definitely have to have, be a lot richer, too. Yes. So you could have a nanny to take care of the midnight screams. On the other hand, if we move to New York now and get an apartment and stick with it in Queens, eventually that will get gentrified, and then it'll be worth something. Okay, but I'm not raising kids in an apartment with you. But, no, because we'll have the apartment. Can I have And then we'll be the sleazy landlords who are subletting it to Rob and Ellen. Can I get a then, dog? Okay, I think we need to go back to the separate apartments argument. I want a dog. In your separate apartment? Bark! Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, so so Rob and Ellen are just there to deus ex machina this entire right. situation. And Will and Grace are just bad enough people that they're like, well, we don't mind upcharging these heteros. And you know, fair. Fair, fair point. So, also, uh, if you're stupid enough to move from your affordable house in Jersey to live in New York City when you're eight and a half months pregnant, that's your bad. That is your bad. That's pregnancy brain. <laughs> Matthew and I both have had the pleasure of working with several coworkers who are pregnant lately, and it's been an experience. Right. I have a lot of pregnant coworkers. That's weird. They're weird. I don't know what happened. There's like It's like the stomach flu and pregnancy are going around my job. Wow. That's... Those- do actually kind of go together, mm-hmm. but in like the reverse way. Oh my god! One of my coworkers threw up in her desk drawer today. It was really horrifying. Any who's all. Uh, let's talk about the Jack and Karen plotline because we've kind of given them short shrift this episode. Yes. Um. So this plotline is kind of, I wouldn't say weak. Weak is not the right word. Weird. Maybe? It's weird and it's kind of fuzzily described. It's sort of like uh, they knew the end goal and they didn't know how to get to there so they contrived a really weird way to do it. Yeah. So the initial setup is that Jack is kind of trying to do like a this is your life video for Karen's birthday. Yeah. But he calls it the mysteries of Karen Walker and he has a little monocle thing. And it's it's got like a weird David Attenborough sort of like accent happening. Yeah. Very masterpiece classic. 
It's odd, but, but more like Master Police. Mm, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have know. a joke, and it's not funny. Yeah, but so Karen gives him her checkbook, gives Jack her checkbook mm-hmm. to finance this, and he holds on to it, and then goes through her checks. Because people, you know, used to keep check registers. Right. To, like, interview everyone she's written a check to. That's, frankly, a clever strategy. It mm-hmm. does say a lot about Karen, who she's given money to. Yeah, so he interviews very important people, such as pharmacists and backup pharmacists. Mm-hmm. And Will and Grace, of course. And Will and Grace, of course. But then he also interviews someone called Lois, who um, is Karen's mother. Yes. And it's it's very obvious from the minute she's introduced that this is happening, because... Uh, Jack mentions her mother and Karen freaks out and says she's dead. Yeah. But then he's like, who is this Lois? Not Lois Walker. It's someone else. Lois yeah. Wick- Wilker? Wicker? Whitley, I think. Whitley, yeah. It was just so weird that like it just didn't even register. Cause, like, yeah. But it's pretty obvious from the get-go once Karen's mom is brought up. Like, it's like Karen's, it's Chekhov's gun. Like, right. we, we know that this is going to eventually right. be solved by finding her mom. Well, and then like, she and Jack have interaction. There's a very Karen interaction, but very working class. Yeah. Where, like, he tries to order a fancy drink, and she's like, you can have a beer. And he's like, ah, rudeness, I want the drink I ordered. And she's like, no, you could have a beer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's very, it's just, it's a weirdly, it's a weirdly threaded plot. Yes. And I I love the follow-through of it, which is that Karen's mom is introduced, and we're going to get this different perspective on Karen. Yeah. Who's getting a lot of great development this season, frankly. She super is. This is kind of the season of Karen. Yeah. Um... But I just, I'm surprised at the weird lengths we've, to which we've gone to get there. Yeah, it, yeah, the whole documentary thing was odd. Mm-hmm. And then Karen is screening the documentary, and part one is essentially everything we've Except seen. Except that, yeah. We've seen um, Jack filming so far. But then for part two, he's like, and here's someone who you've been missing from your life. It's your mother. And then, like, Karen's like, I told you to never contact me again. And storms out of Will and Grace's apartment. Mm-hmm. And that is all we get from this episode. Right. So this is, like, the real cliffhanger. I mean, Will and Grace, like, moving into a new apartment is, like, funny. But, like, there's not really a, a, a hard cliffhanger there. Yeah. Like, we're not... We all know it's a sitcom. They're probably going to end up back in their regular apartment by the end of the next right. episode. Right. And especially now in our current time, we know that because there's been, a, like, 12 episodes of the, you know, the new season. Right. Where they're in that same apartment. They obviously go back to the apartment. Right. So at no point in Will and Grace history has there ever been any delusion that they're not showing back up in that apartment. Right. The real cliffhanger in this episode is what happens now that Karen's mom is in the picture. Right. Do they make up, make amends? Probably. But what even happened to them? Yeah, we don't really know why they're estranged. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my perspective, I'm actually kind of in a really weird place about this because in the last Will and Grace episode of The Revival, we actually have a flashback of someone who I assumed was Karen's mom. Yes, it was because there was this whole flashback in uh, Officer, what's his name? Officer Drew. Officer Drew, yes. Officer Drew's basement with his wife. And he has, like, one of those cat clocks that ticks yeah. with its tail. And it, like, hypnotizes Karen. And she has this whole flashback about her mother um, having sex with a man and then yeah, yeah, giving and her alcohol to forget it or something. The the setup is just so different than what we get with uh, with this new woman in Karen's life. So I'm confused from, mm-hmm. like, the wrong side of things. Like, yeah. Not even from a totally, like, oh, wow, we've been introduced to Karen's mother. Like, I'm confused because the depiction that we've gotten in the present doesn't match this portrayal that we're getting in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how those go together. Yeah, and then, of course, there's my perspective, which is, ooh, I've watched this whole show, but it's been several years since I've watched the entire thing, so I don't super, like, accurately recall what happens and mm-hmm. how well those things line up. Yeah. And we know for a fact that the revival isn't, like, always 100% on um, 
continuity issues. True. Like, we've talked about this a lot with Elliot and Skip and... Yep. It's strange to me that the Revival would be choosing to play fast and loose with this development that was from the Conan Muchnick years. Yes. It's played... It's almost been stricter with the things that were developed right at the end. You know, because people remember those, I guess, and they're the finale things. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It's been stricter about, like, going back to where we last remember their Mm ex-husbands before the actual finale episode. You know, it could honestly be that um, Munchnik and Cohen are, uh, they're of, like, the older pre-peak TV era. And so for them, they're totally fine to play fast and loose with their own rules. Mm -hmm. But for us, having been, like, alive through peak TV, we're like, but this doesn't line up. Explain. Right. America, explain. Well, and they have been inconsistent because some of the um, side characters who've been brought in have been brought in with, um, you know, with the same actor on purpose or mm-hmm. they've been deliberately not brought in because the actor is not available or doesn't want to be there or right. is deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did see that they're recasting one of Willa Grace's parents because the actor passed away. So they're yeah. not choosing to just have that actor and that character have the same fate. They're changing it. Yeah. Which so is there's a level of inconsistency. Yeah. There. Because I believe we do know that Grace's mother died in canon after yes. Debbie Reynolds passed yes. away. But I believe they're bringing Will's dad back, but I think they recast him. Yes, because I think the actor who plays Will's dad did die. Yes. But Blythe Danner is still around, thank God. No, thank God. Whew. Everyone uh, cross yourselves and knock on some wood. Yeah. I only did the up down of the cross because... Oh. Because penis. Right, because tops and bottoms, right. Yeah. There's no, like, lefts and rights no. in the gay cross. Father, just, son, and the holy verse. It's, it's, really just, <laughs> it's, it's really just daddies and sons. Ew. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. There's no place for the Holy Spirit no, in gay no, life. No, 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 no. Regular spirits. Regular holes. But not together. Well... No, don't put those together. You definitely don't want to put spirits in your holes, children. Definitely don't put spirits in your holes. If you put spirits in your holes, you will get, you guessed it, a yeast infection. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the day when Matthew makes a joke and then I can say about getting yeast infections on your butt. Why are you fascinated by yeast infections? I'm not. I'm horrified by them. I just want everyone's butts to be safe. If you have a butt, you can get a yeast infection. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. Ask the dishes. They know. <laughs> they can sing. They can dance. After all, miss, this is France. And in France, they have a lot of yeast infections. Yeah. In their buttholes. Because they're always putting food in their butts. Yep. Don't put sugars in your asshole. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's where we leave this episode. Um, yep. so Cliffhangers and butts. Is this our first cliffhanger, I think? I know. I um, feel like we should have like a horrifying like, dun, dun, dun. Tune in next week. To learn the conclusion of this special cliffhanger episode of Not a Couple. Will Tess get a yeast infection? No. Will Matthew finally learn the truth about Karen's mother's continuity? Maybe. Will Eliza remain a cat? Meow. To find out, tune in next week. Or send a message to one of these social media services. All right, folks, if you want to send us a social media message, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Not A Couple Show. You can also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Tumblr and Medium. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, so we'll be back next week, as promised, yes. with the second half of this exciting two-part episode. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out what happens with Will and Grace's apartment. We're going to find out what happens with Karen and her mommy. 
Ellen will probably pop out a baby because straights. Straights are always doing that. The sky's the limit. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. This week's episode of Not a Couple was also a part of Masterpiece Theatre, in which we present The Mysteries of Karen Walker, the 11-part DVD set. <laughs>